to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial-free minutes for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Across the country, all mainstream media outlets are declaring the winner of the presidential election to be uh, now who is being called President-elect Biden. And let me just tell you how the Wall Street Journal, owned by the same people who own Fox News, announced this front page top story. It says President-elect sets virus focus. Trump fights on. A day after the Associated Press declared the 77-year-old Democrat former vice president had garnered enough electoral college votes for the presidency, Mr. Biden's transition team uh, was weighing who would fill senior roles in the White House. So I have uh, a lot to say about that. It's crazy how this is playing out. Yeah, it plays right into the tweet from Trump that said, since when does, you know, the mainstream media declare the winner? I mean, and we were talking about all the mainstream media outlets that Twitter was like, only the mainstream gets to call this. Yeah. You know what I've noticed since that happened? And we know Fox News is on board with it also, is... You can't find information, real information, anywhere. It's very di- – you can find it, but it's uh, it's very, very difficult now because Twitter censors stuff. Twitter flags it. They get rid of it if it's anything useful. And Fox News, which might have put some stuff up before, they're, they're totally buying in now. And not that we didn't know that they were basically – CNN in disguise before, but now they're more CNN than CNN is, at least in the past week or so. The clamp down on useful and good information is amping up. Okay, so that folds into something that is definitely being promoted. And it's kind of a big idea. It's obvious. It's not going to blow your mind, but just to say it right, it's going to take a second. So, the articles I've been reading from the, let's say, far left media, Salon, Slate, whatever, right? So it's pretty mainstream, but it's pretty far left. They're talking about, I mean, some of the stuff out of the Salon article, it said uh, that Trump, Trumpism is a neo-fascist, authoritarian and white supremacist force of destruction, will likely remain a fixture in American social and political life for decades to come. Okay. So what, what Trump did, I wanted to talk about at some point, the true meaning of Trump. What Trump did was he really brought identity politics into the right. I've noticed that, but what he, but what he ended up doing, whether he meant to or not, was really validating the race stuff on the left, giving them an enemy that they can fight. They can fight it. It can cause the the great these schisms that seem so powerful for galvanizing people like the Tea Party or Indivisible or Never Trumpers. It's like these sub-party schisms give new life to the party. And I feel like this stuff isn't necessarily on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, but they are they are just constantly emphasizing this dysfunctional subculture in the form of whatever this Trumpianism, which falls right in with that AOC tweet about 
making the list of people who donated to Trump, who supported Trump, who worked in the Trump administration, which they've been doing this for a while with the grab your wallet campaign with sleeping giants where they were doxing people on Twitter. What was the name of the group that you Trump accountability project, the Trump accountability. They want <clears throat> it's almost as though the Trump the Trump presidency was a giant 100 flowers campaign to pull out oh, all the people can- who align with Ta- that. That's funny. I mean, obviously, we've saw this stuff over the years and that was your thing. But as soon as I saw like Gab rising in the beginning, I was like, you better watch it. Like just signing up for Gab may be the, the you know, the green frog badge that you have to wear. It, but Parlor's but she, emerging. I, it wouldn't surprise me if Trump gets banned from Twitter soon and he just jumps over to Parlor because that is being that's like the new Gab. Well, so. Two things. One is I feel like he is going to he is going to lead the Trump resistance the way Mueller led the Mueller investigation, as in maybe twice a year he makes a personal appearance. But basically somebody else is doing all that stuff that's hidden behind a digital, you know, black curtain because you can type stuff out. You don't even have to be a deep fake. So I think that this thing will carry on without his active participation. He's already played golf basically every day since this thing happened. But one thing about AOC, you always said she's the Trump. Yeah. She's the Trump of the left. There, I don't think, I don't know if she has actually said this or not, but I've heard people, because remember, I'm in California. I've heard people Basically, they're not chanting lock him up, but they want to throw him in jail. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, that's yeah. And that's her thing, right? That's mm-hmm. her thing. Like she wants accountability for all his quote crimes, yeah. but it's going to be the same nonsense. And she's also fighting with Pelosi. She made that comment about not knowing if she wanted to be in politics because of the way that she's being treated. And then you have these articles which are from socialist publications, which are talking about how it's great Trump is out, but the left now needs to pivot to immediately oppose Joe Biden, which is what we talk about quite a bit, that they will turn on you. It's, it, you will get purged. I think he's meant to be turned on. There's a couple of different ways that could play out for for her, though. I wonder if she will in some like dramatic upset become Speaker of the House or get defeated as a runner up close behind Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi and Biden represent the old guard, the old limousine, liberal, elite, white people who politicians who exploit the racial divide. I think that that Biden, I always said I did not think either Trump or Biden would be president in November 2024 at the next election. Somebody else is going to be in that place. So Biden could, there's a few ways Biden could be pushed out or stop being president during this first term of his. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 653 
And I also want to add that Neighbors 2021 seed packs, their organic seed packs, and their cool weather seed packs are all now available online at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. And that coupon code PROP will get you 10% off. So be sure and check that out. There are a few different ways Biden could go. I don't think he's going to go all the way for four years. I sincerely doubt he wants to. I mean, he is going to be 78 soon, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I mean, Trump won as far as two old guys who've worked their whole lives to set their families up and to to have glamour and money in their retirement. They're both working way past their expiration yeah. date for their own so Biden could step down. He could have a stroke. He could have an Alzheimer's thing. Well, we're assuming do- that Biden does end up winning ultimately. I, I am assuming. I, I don't think it's certain yet. But yes, I can see. It's not certain. That's for sure. It could definitely get a little crazier. But I think they're in a position to do more with his win than with his loss. They'll still have this underlying disaffection or whatever you would call it, like of the the Trumpians, yeah. they're going to be the oppressed minority, the despised minority. And I actually coined that when I saw it the first time or when I saw the movie Hell or High Water, I think, with Jeff Bridges. I was like, oh, my gosh, they're like they have literally created this um, making just the white male, the the despise minority by despising them openly you know and that the basket of deplorables all of this is creating this grubby little subculture whether it's real or not i'm not saying it's real like all these these movements boogaloo boys and proud boys and stuff like that they all seem to have their origins in something clearly as a joke or a fabrication. So I'm not saying it's real or not. I'm just saying the narrative's going to play out where it's like, like on Demolition Man, where they they spring up from under the tunnels and they graffiti stuff before it gets sprayed with bleach, and then they descend back down into the tunnels. You, you know, have it's a rat annoying. burger down there in the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could it could end up being taking over the world like always ends in these dysfunctional sci-fi or it could just be a nuisance that keeps people obeying and scared and whatever but they have created that anyway so i do think biden will take it i mean whatever i don't know these these plot twists i mean they they're just they come out of thin air, so I don't know how yeah. to read them. But if he does that, he there's also the possibility of the 25th Amendment, which they've talked about, which is why I think he played up that neurological thing. I think he's completely on board with whatever's going to happen. But then there's always the chance. I mean, we haven't had an assassination in a long time. And if they're creating another 60, 1960s, that kind of trauma can be very important. We've had a lot of trauma, so I don't know, but it could come from the left or the right. You could cut, you could take it from radical uh, race-based anarchists, as I would say they would be called, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not buying into this language or these ideas, but I'm just saying to the extent this stuff is scripted, you could have Q or the Boog or whatever, take the blame for something like that. I mean, I feel like there, there is another crisis of it, but first it looks like the way the market is reacting, everything, it looks like, they're giving people a reward and it could all come down to a simple thing that we i I know dean had a part of this um coined this the day that trump got elected in 2016 
that this is a way of once and for all discrediting Republicans and conservatives and all that, even though Trump was did not institute or even play lip service to the ideology on the right, it will destroy or suppress that element forever because he's tainted it so badly. It was Ron Paul rising and and then you got Trump to satisfy that that sense of disconnection. And I think that that alone, you got 12 years of Democrats that they're, it's it's done. And, and that's that lines up with the type of information they're censoring on Twitter. I think that you'll probably continue to see just conservative opinions being censored on Twitter, libertarian opinions censored. A lot of the things that are being flagged are just opinions. I also think there's a possibility that it could be the Hunter Biden thing that is used to get him out. Because oh, yes. Hunter Biden is obviously a a threat to national security because he's compromised. There's no doubt he, he's compromised. And I thought that too. There'd be a big investigation against Biden for even just the financial shenanigans, and and it may be led by a sub. Could you know AOC might as well take that over? Yeah. And they should. Yes, that would be perfect for her to make it look like they're going after the corrupt politicians, the establishment. There was a photo op of him handing that baby that uh, Arkansas court (laughs) is forcing him to acknowledge exist after a paternity case to his father after Joe Biden's speech. It's just disgusting to me. This guy has. Like I said, either pretty damning photos of him doing in really precarious situations may or may not be an underage person that may or may not be his niece (laughs) slash daughter-in-law or stepdaughter. Yeah. And people are celebrating him up there. I saw a tweet saying, I'm glad that Joe brought his son Hunter up there. Good. I'm glad that happened. You obviously haven't even looked. You would not be glad that that happened if you actually did not allow the media to control your mind and you actually looked at some of the stuff. It's either a deep fake or he's in these situations. And I heard somebody say who I was talking about this too through a friend and my friend conveyed some of the information to his friend. And he told me that the reaction was, well, what do you expect Joe Biden to do? but cover it up for his son, protect his son. And then I told my friend, my friend was talking to his friend who voted for Joe Biden. And I said, well, did you say to him, that's exactly the point? That's how you get compromised? Because what if you carry that logic of, what do you expect Joe Biden to do but protect his son? That's that's exactly why you target the son of somebody who's in power because you say they're gonna go protect their son at all costs, proving the point. Are you ready to try CBD products and see why so many people swear by everything from CBD oil to body lotion to muscle rub? TrueHempscience.com is at the ready with the highest quality products they developed over decades in the business and a lifelong pursuit of nutrition, health, and spiritual well-being. They are eager to introduce you to the CBD experience and so confident in their products, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners. To learn more about their company, their passion, and their products, go to TrueHempscience.com slash PropReport. And that guy, I know the guy he was talking to, is one of the 
smartest people that I know, and he's well thought out. He's not typically, he doesn't get involved in the partisan bickering, but still, even someone who is thoughtful and intelligent is having their logic short-circuited by what's going on right now. Oh, and Kamala Harris, by the way, Siri was giving Kamala Harris giving Kamala Harris's age when asked how old the president is. I didn't experience this myself. They had changed it allegedly. I did see where Cheryl Atkinson, the journalist who got railroaded, uh, you, can, you can look her story up if you want. It's pretty interesting. But I, I s- covered the crap out of her story. That was yes. my like, big Operation Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Was, yeah. I mean, I she was She still gives updates that. on that. Uh, yeah, and she said if she did it. you think there are two parties after that, right. you ought to do some homework. I trust that she did it, and I saw some photos of some people that did it, and then they changed it. To me, that's somebody who works at Google messing with people. I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. But look, what this all comes down to, uh, well, I shouldn't say what it all comes down to, but it might all come down to, because the real, the most important thing that's happening right now, in addition to the um, the presidential thing is what happens in the Senate. So in Congress, the Democrats lost some seats in the Senate. The Senate it is not crystal clear uh, until it's over in Georgia, whether the Senate will be Republican controlled and both Georgia Senate races are going to a runoff. So this whole thing now, Georgia is not one of the states that was counted by the AP when they officially announced Biden the winner, which is funny because, of course, they're not officials. But Georgia's Georgia might have a recount and all that, but it doesn't like the way they're counting stuff right now. That doesn't look like the most important thing in the Senate. It is the most important thing. So here is Stacey Abrams, of course, tell it, being praised far and wide for delivering Georgia to Biden, which we don't even know for sure really happened yet. But she will be in the limelight because the most important elections for, for years to come will be these elections in Georgia. Stacey Abrams is a con artist and a fraud. Type in Stacey Abrams at thepropreport.com. You will get a long list of shows we have done on her. We did a show where we exposed that she burned the Georgia flag on the steps of the Capitol when she was in her 20s at Spelman. Now, they t- I know that we exposed that because we sat on it for three weeks because we didn't have a show because UGA football bumped us. But when we did do it and we did finally expose that the next day and maybe even during the show, they started combating. It was the we, next day. Yeah, it was they, the next day on in social media. It started. So it was like we did on Saturday the first because you could go through Twitter and find the hashtag and everything. You could see that it started the Sunday and then the next week. The yeah. MSM picked it up and misattributed it. And the reason that they gave, they made it seem as though Stacy saw that there was a racist symbol on the Georgia flag and got her group of activists together and went and burned the flag on the steps of the Capitol. And she puts this in her new documentary, weird drama documentary, this on Amazon. I, I often wonder if that would be in there had we not exposed it. But... They frame no, it as it though it would not have been. Yeah, they frame it as though there was a racist symbol. Stacy and her group burned the flag. Therefore, the flag got the the symbol got removed from the flag. That is a false narrative and an absolute lie. There was already movement. There was a bipartisan effort that was considered historic at the time. The governor was involved. The chief of police was involved. He was an African American at the time, and. 
there was real optimism that that symbol was going to get removed from the flag until Stacey Abrams' group saw that and sabotaged it because activism works this way. You have to find an issue that's yours to grab onto. If someone else is carrying that issue, then you have to sabotage their effort so that you can then take take over that effort, which is what Abrams did. The governor and others like John Lewis begged her group to stop causing these provocations and ultimately her group was blamed for sabotaging the effort to remove the racist symbol and she now claims that her group was the reason why it got moved ask yourself this if that were the case then that would have been the center of her of her campaign platform when she ran for governor in 2018 she would have ran i got the symbol removed but she never mentioned it not one time until we did she's a fraud but fa- yes but fast forward i should say that is a good argument to support your claim and people have been asking us for the past few days to put together all the work that we've done i have I, maybe i'll send you like some of the podcasts that i already identified as us digging into her and then you can just augment it with anything we've done since since i like was keeping a list of yeah. it but really what i found very impressive is that this last like all throughout this year you identified crystal clearly that she would be front and center at election time and she has been, even though Georgia is not one of the states that, it, it, you know, she is turning it. It's certainly purple. It's certainly purple. And she can be can uh, is taking the credit for that. They're crediting her for electing Biden the way that the reporting is going. And one other thing about her is she was working with this thing called the New Georgia Project since 2014. And it's changed names that might still exist, but it's taken other forms. And she's had a lot of groups that have changed names. If you look her up in the LLC stuff of the Georgia secretary of state page, that group would teach people how to get people registered to vote. And she's been building this coalition of people since then funded millions and millions of dollars. And I know it's not, you're not really allowed to say this anymore, but by George Soros and his entire family have given her millions upon millions of dollars. And they have built up this architecture of what appears to me to be a form of election fraud, a form of getting people to sign up You get people signed up at at parties when they're hammered. You get people signed up at their doors. You pressure them. Vote harvesting. If Stacey Abrams is involved in organizing, getting people signed up, I would be very, very surprised if there was not a lot of vote harvesting going on. We're going to sign you up here if you're going to vote for this person. I'd say that's absolutely worth investigating if her group is responsible for turning out so many voters in Georgia. If... If you look at the one of the things that said, I think maybe in the journal or some like mainstream outlet that Trump insists that there's there was election shenanigans without any evidence whatsoever when there is some yeah. evidence. I mean, those weird dog legs of like massive vote count surges for Biden only and glitches in Michigan. So there is some. And yeah. I think you could find it on both sides. I, I they absolutely I think both sides try hard to cheat. Absolutely. And I will say, I believe it's really funny because now I think the Monica Perez show on WSB died of COVID. That's what that's what my I'm saying that. But I do believe there were underlying comorbidities of Jeffrey Epstein coverage and your Stacey Abrams expose. Although I have to say you did get the flag burning thing, but 
when I dug into her internships and her affiliations, I mean, it was you could not make the argument that she I mean, literally, she talks about not having like a coat or shoes or her dad like walking home in the rain. Meanwhile, her parents both had graduate degrees and she and her, you know, like it's I've never seen a list of internships from the State Department, from the CFR, from um, the Marshall Fund, like the most deep state long last lasting globalist institutions that we exposed her her entire backstory agenda specifics and i and that's why we knew she wasn't going anywhere and i still think i don't know you think she'll get a a cabinet post looking for something positive to distract you from all the craziness in 2020 at wisdomprints.com you can own photography work of landscapes and architecture that remind us of the beautiful world we really live in wisdomprints.com is the creation and work of a fellow liberty-minded person scott moore who's been an avid listener to the propaganda report and the monica perez show for years wisdomprints.com is newly created and showcases photography from the desert southwest to urban scenes and architecture from around the world. Visit wisdomprints.com, that's W-I-Z-U-M prints.com, and use the promotion code PROPAGANDA at checkout to get 15% off the sale of your print order. I think she very well could. There's no doubt that she is going to be a central figure definitely in the campaigning over the next two months in Georgia, and she'll definitely get rewarded for her efforts after as well, if they do. Yeah, I'm wondering if she's Secretary of State. Like, her thing was all international. Maybe they'll make her the ambassador to the UN. Although, I mean, obviously, where she's being effective is is representing the underrepresented minorities. That's her story. So, that maybe she... Not hand in hand with AOC because they seem to keep those two separate. They seem they to do, keep them right. in silos. Yeah, I think Stacey Abrams has exclusively kind of represents the um maybe black minority and AOC and Elon Omar and stuff, right? There's no is the squad, are there black people in the squad? It's like Maxine no. I can't remember what the squad is. They I think there is. Themselves. I can't remember. I just don't, you know, I, and I'm not taking, I'm using it as, I'm looking at it as a position from how they're, they're manipulating the people. But I have to say, it is kind of funny that Biden is this, I mean, old, corrupt white politician from way back. And then Kamala is an uber elite cop who doesn't even have a history just like obama like her the the her black ancestors were not in the united states during time slavery i think her this is a crazy thing did you ever hear this that her father said that they actually or that she her family actually owned slaves yeah Yeah, that maybe i got that from you but her mother was a tamil 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 brahmin which is about as elite as it can get. Her father was a Stanford professor. I mean, the idea. And she's of, got a sister that works for, I think, MSNBC, kind of like the Cuomo brothers, uh, CNN. And funny, but I mean, for me, I've, I have, I'm very sympathetic to this idea of generation after generation suffering from not understanding how any other socioeconomic class works. My father was a trucker. My mother was a waitress, and then later became like a practical nurse. And when I showed up at Harvard as a transfer student, I literally, like, I'm so embarrassed. I should, don't even want to say it. I had 
borrowed my sister's red pickup truck and like just loaded all my stuff in it because I lived alone. I loaded all my stuff. I had like plastic bags tying it down and stuff. Yeah. It was like the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. It was very sad and pathetic. And I did not even realize, you know, when you show up to a party, you're completely dressed wrong. Like that used to happen to me all the time. Yeah. Like, I had no idea. Quite humiliating. So I understand completely when people can't make it. Even affirmative action will not get you where you understand things that you would understand if you were from that class. And then you take the people from that class and you bring them into the inner city, you know, to cop drugs. I could probably do that better than them, just not because I did it, but because I was like exposed to that culture. So there's a great disadvantage to not to just climbing up the ladder is hard. And that's where she had a tremendous advantage over like 99.9% of the people in this country. It's very hard to think of her as that kind of champion outside of the fact that she just has no penis and she has some melanin, you know, like just these things that on their own don't really hamper you. And yeah. then you take that and then there are accusations she's associated with the secret society. The, the Knights police. Templar story of those I guys know. who just disappeared. One guy died. We've done a couple shows on that. I'll link them in the yep. show notes. Yes, Nobody good. cares about it. And this is provable stuff from San Francisco newspapers in 2015. And to the extent that her relationship with who was it, Willie Brown, yeah. fostered her career. Like, I always thought that, like, is is it not kind of anti hashtag me too to to benefit your career from sleeping with someone? You know what I mean? Isn't that objectifying you as a woman? You would think so, bottom? but commenting on it, I think, instead gets turned into, oh, you're criticizing someone's sexuality, someone's you know, like it's uh, it's the opposite. Oh, yeah. She has the right. To, yeah, exactly. To explain. I know, but ugh, whatever. Yeah, it, it it's so the I, I was tweeting the other day. I'm tweeting. You know, it's, that's a common phrase. Now, the other day I was just tweeting. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? I'm tweeting. Anyway, I was tweeting the other day about how 2020 is the year that we've really leaned into blatant. I'm using that leaned in in quotes because yeah, that's that it. term people yeah. use to blatant hypocrisy. That was the Sheryl Sandberg's book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Facebook chick. And I, I got I to gotta think that the hypocrisy is just on purpose, either to throw it in people's faces or to just short circuit people, to to make people's brains really compartmentalize the fact that one one minute you can tweet out a picture of the Notre Dame football game and all the kids jumping on each other, criticizing it about how they're going to spread COVID. Then the next minute you're tweeting out, the same person's tweeting out a photo of of the Joe Biden supporters, you know, hugging each other with their mask off. It's just... It all, I think it folds into also what we've noticed about the mainstream media and this appeal to the authority, authority, authority. They, or facts are facts, but truth is truth. Like they really strive and have been striving. It's like the next level of the dumbing down of America, of like the gutting of critical thinking in nation is this idea that they really want to train us that only author authorized sources can tell you what happened and what to think about it. Yeah. 
So they they are striving to decouple rational, consistent ideology. And it's funny because they will the first thing they'll do accuses hypocrisy, stuff like that. But when you take away all standards, I mean, I don't even know if hypocrisy is possible. But now I'm getting a little out of my depth. I just the thing I don't even mean to criticize Kamala Harris for that, but. What it points out is there's been all these uh, several cases recently and in California had a referendum about eliminating affirmative action or not reintroducing it into higher education. And instead, some places like North Carolina, they're talking about that this is actually going to court their approach to affirmative action at college admissions, but that they should replace it with a socioeconomic measure instead. And that, you know, I. I think that's the only thing that makes sense, because otherwise, if you're saying that identity itself makes you it's almost like identity itself makes you inferior. If it's not because of how it affects your life, you know, you need a leg up because you don't have a penis, even though you have the much better life. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just she has a much better life than most men I know. Right. It's yeah, it's it's categorizing people in groups as opposed to their individual experience and that it's inherently inferior like Mm -hmm. that's the problem if you're not connecting it to outcome of things we care about like self-esteem and money you know basically the two things you care about right if from that point of view anyway sorry i'm a little out of my depth there but it just there's just something doesn't feel right about well she made this video about equity about a real socialist you know thing equality equity equality of outcome and i think that leads into something that you have that maybe we can talk about in the patron 15 uh the campaign website oh my gosh oh my gosh the the new biden thing it's like i can't even believe it but i'll tell you about that i have actually so much yeah um that i will tell you about but i did want to due to popular demand the patron saint shout out is back I'm going to try to do one a day. It should, if you're going to do it, it should not be longer than a tweet. But Jim Jeffries is a longtime patron. He would come to the remotes, the WSB remotes from the very beginning. Jim for years and years. This is the first time he's asked for a shout out. And he, and so I'm going to, his is a little long, but that's okay. He said, I'd like to dedicate probably the only shout out I will ever do to my mother, Sharon. Uh, Somebody else already mentioned the awesome work you two do, meaning us. Thank you. She raised four kids and did an amazing job, never having raised her voice to any of us or even my father. And despite her even temper and calm spirit, always maintained her role as the family anchor. She never gave a rat's ass about politics, religion, or anything that could be a distraction from the primary goal of raising happy, well-adjusted kids. She is currently battling cancer and refuses to take any pain meds or anything that could alter her mood. She always smiles, and though I see her in pain, never, ever complains, never broke a single law, never touched a single drug and loved by all who know her. I refuse to heed her request to social distance and still pop in every chance I get to check on her. If anyone has a set of wings waiting in the next life, it's her for sure. Love you, mom. So if you're the praying type, I highly recommend a prayer for Jim's mom, Sharon. She sounds like the backbone of this country and our future. And with a mom like that, 
there is hope for the next generation. Absolutely. Uh, definitely keep your mom in in my prayers, Jim. I remember hanging out with Jim the first, At the the first harp, live event that, I, that I did with you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that, Jim. And more shout outs to come. I think it does really add uh, something to the show. We do like to connect. We're all one big community. If you don't come to a DPP, at least you can get to know people uh, in the regular show. But the Patreon 15 is going to be jam-packed today. All right. You guys can find your drive time news blast every week to afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time that we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. And also check us out on Rockfin where we make weekly deep dive videos. Rockfin.com. We will talk to you all tomorrow or in the Patreon feed.